0: Everyone, I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That, a podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast, episode 80. Did you catch that? Season two, we are moving forward with a lot of momentum. I'm so happy that you're here. If this is your first time listening, a special welcome to you and an encouragement Go check out our library. After this episode, we have had an insane lineup from season one. Season two, we kicked off with a bang. Think Alex Snodgrass of The Defined Dish, Elizabeth and Butter, Miren Crosby, Nicola Bathy, Anna Mae Groves. I mean, the list goes on and on, and each episode is so encouraging and fun to listen to. Well, you guys, I'm thrilled. Today, we are doubling up with a second dose of two guests on the podcast. Last week, we had the Jay Lowry ladies, This week, we have the dynamic duo of Noble 31. Quick side note and update. Maddie, who's joining us today on the podcast. She is due any day now with her baby. We are thinking of her and we are sending her congratulations in advance of this monumental moment. Well, as I mentioned last week, we had Margaret and Jamie from J. La Rion. You guys are going to hear in this episode, Maddie and Mackenzie actually recommend them as guests. So when you are done listening to the Noble 31 ladies, do head back to last week's episode and take them up on their recommendations. Because we do have that episode with Jamie and Margaret live. Well, as always, i love to thank you guys for your support of the podcast. It has been amazing to feel, like I mentioned, the momentum as we step into season two. There's lots of ways that you can support, including leaving a five-star review on iTunes or becoming a monthly supporter. I also want to share we have sponsorships opening up if you have a business that you would like to have us highlight on HSDT. We have an incredible group of listeners that I know would be eager to hear what you're up to. So please feel free to email us through our website. Guys, there's so much going on at the podcast. I need to do a bonus episode to update you all. Stay tuned. I'll plan on doing that soon, but let's get into it. Here is Maddie and Mackenzie on How'd She Do That. Today's guest, Maddie and Mackenzie, are the dynamic duo behind Noble 31, Noble 31 is an online women's clothing store based in Texas and made in the USA. The vision for Noble 31 came to life out of the ladies' admiration for all things design. Their passion for clothing, home decor, and art are encompassed through their unique clothing collections. With each new collection Noble 31 launches, you'll find pieces that Mackenzie and Maddie would like to find in their own wardrobe and are components you can build upon season after season. Maddie and Mackenzie believe life is spontaneous and your wardrobe should be as well. By adding pieces from Noble 31, you can elevate your day-to-day look to be ready for whatever life throws your way. Maddie and Mackenzie's give back model is one customers can get behind. The sisters support many different endeavors each season as they share a portion of profits with nonprofits, businesses, and brands that align with their values. When the sisters aren't working with their team or launching new collections, they're likely hosting, entertaining, and spending time with family and friends. Maddie and Mackenzie, welcome to How'd She Do That?
1: Thanks so much for having us. We're so excited to chat with you. We're huge fans.
0: Well, I'm so excited to welcome you both. It's always fun when I have a dynamic duo like yourselves on the podcast. And then to add that you guys are sisters, I am so excited to hear more about, gosh, your, your journey to, to working together. I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm not sure my sister and I could do that. And so to be able to have you both, I, I'm thrilled. So thank you again for your time today. Thank
2: you. Thank
0: you awesome. so much. We're excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we were just chatting uh, before we started recording and it's really fun because you guys have actually listened to to some of our episodes. So you know that I love to just go for it. I love to dive in and I really love to go, not way back, but back a little bit to hear a little bit more about you both. Perhaps tell us a little bit about your upbringing and then ultimately where did you both decide to go to school?
2: Um, This is Maddie speaking and I am the older sister. Um, We are both born and raised here in Fort Worth, Texas, and I went to TCU, and um, I studied at PR, which is now uh, under their strategic communications branch.
1: Yes, and I went to um, UT, and I studied costume design for the stage, and um, we have a six-year age difference, but we always kind of grew up as besties, and we're just infatuated with all things. Design and style, and um, we had a lot of grandmothers. And our mom is super into fashion and style, and so it does go way, way back. Um, <laughs> the start of Noble Thirty One.
0: So sweet. Well, six-year age difference. How how many grades apart does that make you guys growing up?
2: Um, I believe when I graduated high school, McKinsey was in middle school.
0: Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. So yeah, those younger years, it's like maybe annoying little sister, maybe not. But then as you get older, that that time kind of gets smaller and smaller and doesn't matter as as much perhaps. Oh my goodness. Well, Maddie, tell us a little bit about your time at TCU. What did you originally think you were going to get into with that major?
2: I think that I was really excited about going to college and Thinking about my major was definitely not the top of my list whenever I'm <laughs> <land. laughs> um, But I did, I loved kind of the, what I thought was going to be the PR side of things. I loved the graphic design, the advertising, the, um, you know, learning about new products and putting out um, like press releases and things like that really excited me. And then when I started to um, actually take those classes and starting to have to do the journalism sides and things like that, it definitely um, was something that was, you know, maybe not part of my fashion experience, but would help me along the way of something Mm -hmm. down the road. I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do at that point.
0: Oh my goodness! It's it's always fun. We'll continue to kind of connect the dots. And Mackenzie, what did you think that you were going to be stepping into with your given major?
1: I always knew that I wanted to be um, in the fashion industry, and I was just kind of split between a formal fashion um, major and something a little more studio art or hands-on um, construction-based. And then I found the costume department at. Um, the University of Texas, and my mind was just blown, and it was so fun.
0: You were at UT, and you were thinking, okay, I want to step into some kind of role specifically in fashion. But what was it that you thought you would be stepping into upon postgrad? Right. So
1: I, we had, I already knew kind of exactly from a, a young age that I wanted to step straight into fashion, um, and we actually started working on. Noble 31, while I was at UT. So my sophomore year, the idea kind of came to life for this brand. um, And we kind of started to make it a little bit more of a formal idea.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's fun to hear that right off the bat, while you were in school, you were actually thinking, okay, how can we potentially work together? Tell us a little bit about that conversation. What was it like to kind of have an aha moment of as sisters, we could work together and Maddie, what were you up to at this point?
2: I was um, had just graduated, and I really liked the um, brick-and-mortar store side of things for fashion-wise. I kind of had always thought maybe being from Fort Worth, going to school in Fort Worth, and um, that I wanted to kind of put down some roots here and open a clothing store. There wasn't very many at that time, and so our talks of always doing something fashion related. That was the route that I was thinking we were going to go, but I think Mackenzie and I have always supported each other in all of these big ideas and fun things that we wanted to do. And Mackenzie studying fashion at UT definitely gave her more of the hands-on construction ideas. And I'll let her talk more about that, but of just something that she knew that she could create product and wanted to put that out there. So
1: We had just kind of this idea we'd always talked about in um, making these pieces, as you mentioned, that were missing from our closets. And so I think at that point, we were just really frustrated by some major (laughs) things we felt were missing. Um, And we had some other people come along the way and help us. And there were so many wonderful relationships. And being in Austin was just such a blessing as a creative to be surrounded by so many opportunities and people that were really supportive of getting things off the ground. It's such a, there's so many people are cultivating great things and restaurants there. Mm-hmm. So it was a really special place to get this off the
0: ground. But but tell me this, you're telling, you're, you're sharing, you're a sophomore in college and you are stepping into thinking about starting this business with Maddie. Is that the right timing here?
1: Yes. So in uh-huh. my sophomore dorm room, Um, some of the pieces came to life. Um Maddie always kind of jokes, my mannequin who's been with me for a long time, her name is Candace, and she's a strategic part of our team at the very beginning, our small team. We oh. just always
2: kind of joke because we would talk about our schedule of, okay, let's meet on Friday. Let's talk about that on Friday. And Mackenzie's like, wait, I have a final. I can't. Or a party. I can't, or I have, yeah, we have a day party. I can't come in that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> forgetting that she was still in. College
0: at the time. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now, and Maddie, because I know at, at this point in your story, you are a mother. Are, are you dating then? Are you married while Mackenzie is a sophomore? What's happening in your personal life?
2: Yes. So I met my husband, my now husband super early on. We dated throughout college, and then we got married two years um, post graduate. So I oh. uh, got married fairly quickly out of college, and then. Um, such a little blessing. After we got married, we had our first baby super quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, while Mackenzie was studying and starting Noble Thirty One, I was pregnant with my first child, and <laughs> we were just like creating this a lot going on <laughs> fashion duo of. Okay, look, we have a lot going on, but let's just throw it out there and see how we can do this.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, it's so fun. And and so many of my listeners, we have lots of sisters who listen and we have lots of friends who listen, but to think of you both in these different seasons of life, but taking the time. And I love what you just shared. Mackenzie's like at a date party. She's like, I can't come down, whatnot. But to think of you both, uh, gosh, in this season and and just the different things that you had going on, but really connecting and saying, you know, this is something we want to do and this is something we're committed to when do you think it became a reality of, of this is for sure going to happen? Because, and the reason I'm asking is my sister and I, we have many different ideas, mostly me that I'm like, do this with me, do that with me. What was it? Or when was it that you both really knew it was for sure happening? Cause I feel like as sisters, you can play around with lots of different ideas, when was that That's aha like, moment of like, we're going to do this? I
1: think, you know, when you're beginning, it seems like everything is taking so long. So there were a few kind of big moments. Um, and like I mentioned, we had other people involved that were just such a blessing. to um, help yeah. kind of pour into this. But um, I had a few internships at the time that took me to New York and it was so fun to be able to kind of be there for a summer and be surrounded by such amazing brands and people that kind of helped, um, string this along. And I think after one of those summers, we really got experience and kind of were like, okay, we could do this too. And then, um, we met other people that helped to kind of in Austin actually make the product come to life. So I think having this idea, kind of throwing it out there and meeting someone that helped take it from a piece of paper sketch to something physical to put on and wearing our own designs for the first time was like, okay, this is it. We can do this.
0: We're Mm -hmm. on our own. Oh my gosh. Well, and, and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because I am so excited to hear about this product. Tell us a little bit, and I love too, that you mentioned some time in New York. It seems like that's such a theme for my guests. So many have, have a stint there or a connect there that really inspires them to be able to take their designs and ideas to life. Tell us about the collaborative effort you guys went through to create those products and perhaps What was your first product? What was the first thing you guys launched with?
1: Um, One of our first pieces I remember um, designing was this great denim. um, It was kind of like a denim t-shirt, if you will. (laughs) And um, we were together in Colorado one summer, and I think one of us wore it to dinner every night. (laughs) Just switched back and forth because we couldn't believe it was like sisterhood of the traveling Mm -hmm. first (laughs) sample to to show for it
0: (laughs) yeah having that sample and whatnot no because you just mentioned this these these things were created and made um what's the word i'm looking for i guess they're not distributed but but they come to life in austin is that correct
1: right yes In Austin, our first set of samples and our first collection was produced in Austin. It was actually kind of a funny story. So we had gotten a sample made and then we kind of hit a wall because we were thinking, okay, now what? That was such a process Mm -hmm. to get that made. How do you find someone that can make a hundred of them? Right. and we had just kind of been praying about it and thinking about it and putting feelers out. And one day I picked up a newspaper in Austin and it had a feature about this manufacturer that was popping up in Austin and contributing to a lot of Austin-made brands. And we drove out there and they agreed to take us on. And so our first collection was made in Austin. It was really important to us to to keep our production in the United States.
2: And so that was something that was important to us, but also how do we go about finding a a place here that could even, you know, like Nancy said, make a bulk
0: order for us. And you know what? The words I was thinking of, you just said both of them, were produced and manufacturing. <laughs> that's, the, yes. that's a key step in all that you guys are doing. Now, what year is this, you guys? And is this still your sophomore year or we've moved on? You've been in New York doing internships. Maddie, you have now potentially started a family. What year is it that you actually have product on your body and you're able to wear them around Colorado? The
1: first two years, we did a lot of sampling. Yeah. Um, so this would have been the first two years and then 2017 was when we went into official production.
0: Okay. 2017. Oh my gosh. It's just crazy for me to think about. And two, this is such an encouragement for those of you who are listening because Mackenzie just mentioned this was two years, right? So, so these, two years, what are you guys doing? You're going back and forth. You're still in school, right? And you're kind of honing in on what it is you want your product to look like. At this point, did you guys think it was going to be a collection after collection or or what, what can you even go back to, to what you guys thought at that time would be your bread and butter for Noble 31?
1: Yes. We were really focused on... Making these first kind of hero styles, which really have proven there's still pieces that are in our collection that are best sellers. The mm-hmm. Lolo Button Down was one of those first Austin pieces. Um, and, you know, you think about what's going to happen next, but you're also so focused on a launch that oh. we really had our sights maybe too much set on the starting line. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Is hero styles a thing in fashion or is that something you guys came up with?
1: I think it's both. I think everyone in their brand kind of has those things, whether they know it more internally and maybe they don't promote it as that, but we do have a special collection of pieces that have proven the test of time. We call them our noble pieces, Mm. kind of a play on our name and a play on just we're not messing around here. They're tried and true.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I had never heard that. And I think that's so clever. I love to, yeah. For, for those of you who are listening, what's your hero piece? We've got lots of different entrepreneurs and and yeah, what's that bestseller and you guys, and I, I'm teasing this, so I'm going to give you a chance to connect with the girls, but Noble 31, I think all of your pieces are hero pieces. That's just <laughs> me over here looking and, and having been familiar with your brand for some time. It's really cool to kind of hear the beginning stages. Now tell us this because we, we're we're ramping up to the launch period, right? And, and you're, you're getting ready to, to get things going. What did it look like to come out as a brand and to, to, to step forward and say, hey, we're here. Maybe tell us a little bit about the aha moment for the name as well.
2: Um, The aha moment for the name is actually something that we really had talked about for a long time. I think Mm -hmm. that we were deciding that we wanted to start this brand, that we really wanted it to be intentional, something that um, was kind of a direct correlation of Mackenzie and I Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: that kind of spoke about all of our um, just the community that had poured into this, and um, just kind of what we wanted our clothing to stand for, and mm-hmm. so we were super inspired. Uh, whenever we were kind of thinking and praying about what what was going to come to life, we were inspired by the uh, passage from the Bible, Proverbs thirty one. Mm-hmm. And in that pro- in that passage, um, it's about this woman who kind of is a What we like to call these days would be a total awesome influencer. We think everybody would follow her on Instagram, but she is um, a wonderful wife. She is a wonderful community member in her city. She speaks up for those who are voiceless. She has her own business. She curates her own clothing and makes them and sells stuff, things and is just mm. really respected in her city. And we wanted that to be kind of the backbone of what we wanted our clothing brain to be. And so that really became a roadmap for us of how do we um, take what we are producing and how do we inspire others and how do we uh, speak up for those who, who are voiceless and how do we uh, mm. kind of put ourselves out there?
0: Mm. Uh, so so many amazing things about that. And, and I think one, what an encouragement to those of you who are listening and you guys have noble 31 pieces in your closet. And when you're able to put them on clothed in dignity and strength, and you know, that's the idea behind it from Maddie and McKenzie. Like I have chills. What's cooler than being able to put on a piece like that and knowing the heart behind it from the founders. I mean I literally have chills right now. It's so cool to think about that that was really your heart and your hope behind the brand from the very beginning. Uh, what did your friends and family as you kind of bounced that name around what was the what was the conversation around it was it an immediate like oh my gosh, yes, obviously this is it.
1: Yes, our mom had kind of steered us in that direction to kind of find a name that was really grounded in something Mm-hmm. Um and so this really came to life and I think it's been really wonderful to talk to family and friends about it because obviously we've covered a lot of life stages in this and mm-hmm. our friends and family have been through a lot of life and I think that there's just always something in this passage that stands out at different times mm-hmm. um and it has been really interesting to jump into it is such a modern passage for an old Testament woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be able to share that and kind of dig into that more has been really special.
2: And we love that the name was, I mean, it, it's definitely a question that we get a lot of, where does the name come from? What is noble Dirty one yeah. What kind of that, you know, so it's definitely a conversation piece that has, uh, you know, propelled us into t- talking about the inspiration behind it and, um, you know, what we're passionate about and things like that. It's been really fun and really cool conversations that have come about.
0: Uh, i would think so and and even myself i, I almost feel so silly that it, it took me doing a little bit more research to find it out but you know what i like that i like that it's it's almost a sneak attack in the best way it's like mm-hmm. hey what's this about and and for those of you who are listening you know uh, not all of you may be uh reading scripture all the time you might think oh wait a second but you know what i would encourage you to check that out because there's a lot of truth in that passage for any woman uh regardless of of what your faith journey is or thoughts there you know look it up because it's pretty, cool. I, I love that Maddie McKenzie are able to share that, uh, gosh, every day as you guys step out and continue to make these beautiful pieces. Well, tell us, let's backtrack a little bit. I kind of left us hanging in 2017. You guys are making these uh, products. You, you're kind of coming up with a collection. I, I don't know. What what did it look like? I mean, you've got the name. We, you've got the thumbs up from mom and other family members that are excited what what did launch day look like for noble 31 and remind us of what year is this
1: okay so 2017 is the year that we launched okay we launched in may of 2017 in fort worth this was 3 weeks before my ut graduation
0: <laughs> oh my gosh
1: <laughs> we are just so grateful for the community of fort worth it was we were overwhelmed with the support of community and family and friends, um, that showed up to the event that day. We had it at a store here in Fort Worth that Maddie had gone through and we're really close to the girls still called you are here on camp Bowie. Um, And it was a great day to be able to finally share something that now at this point had been almost three years in the works to see it come to life. And I think it when you're starting something, it seems so long. And then the second you get to see it on another person, see their personal style, come to life, see someone out wearing it. I remember a couple weeks after the launch, I called Maddie. I was at a restaurant and I called her and said, Oh my goodness, there's someone we don't know. It's not mom. It's not a family member. Wearing the
0: shirt. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wait, out, like where were you? Out out at a restaurant, you said? Yes, a restaurant in Fort Worth. Uh,
1: oh. It was definitely a fun moment.
0: Oh my gosh. That is so fun. I, I, I've i had a few um, designers on the podcast and, and they really do. They say that that is the most insane moment, right? Like you're literally sitting there and you're like, wait, what? Did you say anything to the girl or did, were you just like, oh my gosh, Maddie?
1: No, I think I took some creeper shots of her and sent it to Maddie, and didn't say anything. I was inside; she was outside, but it was so fun to see.
0: Oh my gosh! Well, and I love too. I love that you guys are sharing because I think it's interesting how the timing panned out because you just mentioned, I mean, this was three years in the making. And of course, uh, Mackenzie, that may have had some to do with your schedule and school. And then of course, Maddie, you being a new mom at this point and, uh, and stepping into that stage of life. I love that, that, that this was a passion you guys knew you wanted to move forward with, but it doesn't sound like there was a stressful time frame on it. It sounds like it was an experience that kind of slowly came together step by step. Um, but Maddie, tell us at so this year May twenty seventeen remind is this a son or a daughter, and who's there with you at the launch and in your family?
2: Um, so I had my son or let's see, I was, he was born in October. So I was, oh, yes, you were pregnant a lot was, of our early yes, I was, <laughs> I was pregnant. Um, and so it was really exciting to see, I mean, kind of from that standpoint of, um, you know, newly married about to be a mom, I was super emotional about things and really excited <laughs> about celebrating all the little victories. But at our launch party, I remember just standing there thinking, Oh my gosh, we did it. We actually Mm -hmm. did it. We actually have a product that people are excited about and that people are wanting to come by, and that people were, you know, reaching out to us after the event. Oh, I saw so and so in that top. Do you have any more? And it was just really, there's, it was so much fun to see all the buzz that had been around it because it had been a long three years of us figuring out how to, how to start a business, how to, where do we get samples made? Um, you know, our first, very first round of samples were, um, you know, much different than the final product that we actually <laughs> launched with. And so that was kind of a fun, you know, roadmap to see, um, kind of where we started and how we actually launched.
0: Oh uh it's just, I I love thinking about the, I, well, one, I wish I had been there. I wonder where I was in May, 2017. What was I doing? Where was I? I think I was, I was at Baylor. Um, so dang, I could have just driven right over there and, and been a part of such a monumental day. Oh my gosh. So at this point and at this stage, because uh, it's always fun to hear about the launch, like the launch day is so exciting. I'm sure it was very much a party kind of vibe. Maddie, you mentioned you're ready to celebrate. um But at this point, where can, customers get your products? Where are you selling? Are you selling online? Are you jumping into stores? What did it look like for you guys to navigate how customers would actually get your products?
1: Yes. So we launched in this store in Fort Worth and they kept a lot of our collection. And then we also released it online.
0: Oh, at the very
2: beginning. Yes. And we had several trunk shows. Um, that was another way for us to kind of get in front of new clientele. And, oh, uh, we had, I believe we had one in Dallas, one in Fort Worth, Houston. and then Houston and um, kind of all over. Uh, all over Texas is how we started with just where we had a connection and who would host us at their house.
0: <laughs> okay. I love that. I And I haven't ever been able to ask this specific of a question, but hopefully you guys can let us know. So when we see, when, and listener, you may know the answer to this. I don't. When we see people doing trunk shows and when we see them hosting and popping up at different places, how did you all who all did you connect with? Like, is there a, it was, was it family friends? Was it someone who loved the product? I am always so curious as to how, and I guess you just set a date and a time and location. Like you said, some of these are at people's houses. How, How do you set that up, um, in a kind of natural way?
2: I think definitely starting out, um, was, you know, leaning on friends and family that, um, lived in different places that had, you know, were willing to open their homes to us. A home show was something that was super intimate and easy to, um, you know, talk to people and people were excited to come see what we had going on. And then as we kind of have grown into where we are now, we definitely have more relationships with stores and, um, you know, kind of other, other places that are more exciting than just a home show. But starting <laughs> out, it, it was just... You know who do we know in this city, and who would be you know gracious enough to open their home to having people
0: come shop? See, that is so fun. It it makes me want a product just to have home parties and just say, hey, can you can you host at your house? No, okay. And Mackenzie, this is your full is is this your full time role out of school at this point?
1: So quickly after we launched, I went to intern for Brandon Maxwell in New York.
0: Oh, nice. So-
1: I was kind of doing both at the same time. I absolutely loved interning for his fabulous team. It was such an awesome group of people and he's just so talented, but he really runs his team in such a humble and gracious way. And it really inspired so much of the foundation of Noble 31.
0: Wow. So during that time, you're doing both though. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yes. So as I've heard you talk about your New York internships, you know that they are not light. But right, I would run around, <laughs> run around New York, and then on my like thirty minute lunch break, I would go meet with um, fabric vendors and kind of wander into manufacturers and introduce myself. And um, that's kind of when we transitioned to producing in New York.
0: Oh my gosh, the the juxtaposition of your lives during during this <laughs> yes, season, right. Maddie. Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. And Mackenzie, you think of you running around, and then Maddie, you're a new mom. I, I love it. I love 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 your story. I love hearing about what you guys are doing. And yeah, hilarious, Mackenzie. You're like calling Maddie, like, oh, here's a swatch, or you know, I'm just sharing words that I'm thinking of right yeah. now. <laughs> and and let's move forward with this. And Maddie's oh, like, oh, it's nap time. This is so cool. It's so fun mm-hmm. to hear about. So so tell us a little bit, because I know ultimately you do transition into this being your full-time role, Mackenzie. And Maddie, this is always something that you were ready to take on as a new mom. Um, what did it look like to – because ultimately you, you do get back to Texas – what did that transition look like? Was there a number in sales that you were looking for? Was there um, a boost in revenue? I don't know. What was the decision to to kind of come back? And I think ultimately you do focus on this um, more more heavily and, and more as a full-time role.
1: Yes. So that summer I kind of lingered... Um, in New York with Brandon for a while, got to do some special projects with him. And then I actually moved to San Francisco after I got married with my husband. So we went even farther away from each other. Oh my gosh. (laughs) After that kind of next fall, after launch, we both decided that we wanted to pour ourselves fully into this and streamline, like you said, sales and kind of make it, um, more robust and more formal and really take it on as our full-time jobs.
0: Hmm. And what year was this? Do you guys remember?
1: So this was the fall of 2017.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, it's like launch, inspired, excited, pumped up, ready to go, and then stepping into different guys, kind of like you said, house shows or or, or what in trunk shows and moving forward with that. Oh my goodness. Well, it's, crazy to think about. And then, like you said, you moved to San Francisco with your husband at this time. What are both of your given roles? Like Maddie, would you have called yourself? uh, What, what would you both kind of put yourself at this beginning stage of kind of startup world? What different entities were you both kind of in charge of?
2: Um, I was in charge of um, sales and events at that time Our, you know, we are being from Texas, launching in Texas, that was kind of our home base. And so um, I feel like every time we did something big with Noble 31, there was also an equally as big personal event happening yes. a movie or a move or a, a wedding So Mackenzie and I having that sister dynamic duo, we really fill in kind of where, where needed. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at that time I was doing a lot of the Trump shows and traveling and um, I live in the same city as my mom. So she was super helpful with the baby and Mm -hmm. I was able to, you know, pack up orders and reach out to people and plan things. Whereas Mackenzie was moving and was taking on more of the design
1: side of things. Right. I handled a lot of the creative and kind of structural growth. I mean, we do most of the big picture together, but that's kind of how we broke it down was a creative side and a sales side and kind of figured out what fell under those things.
0: Gosh, well, and and what you both like to do, I'm guessing, right? Would, Would it be that one of you would take on a task that maybe the other one wasn't as interested in? Is that how you divvied up things too?
2: Yes, well, yes, I think so. I mean, I like I said earlier, I wanted to go the store route. I loved, I worked at a building store yes. um, right after college. And so I really loved the connecting with the customers and I loved, you know, helping people find an outfit and being like, oh, sure, you can pick it up off my porch and being just, um, um, you know, super available. And yes, let's plan an event and, you know, let's plan something fun together to do. And um, so that kind of, that was the side that really kind of naturally took on for me. But McKenzie studying the actual construction of garments um, was definitely a a foreign territory for me and something that I was super confident that she could take on by herself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, same Maddie. I would be like, and you go for that construction of that piece (laughs) (laughs) because I need this gal to come by my front porch. Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, okay. This is really fun because for those of you who are listening, you guys know where Noble 31 is now. It is an established business and, and these ladies have been running it since gosh, yeah, for years now. Um, I would be really curious to know when was there a moment that you felt like because of the beginning stages, you're doing trunk shows, you have an amazing launch, but as the years went by and as you guys continued on, is there a moment that that things kind of peaked? Was there a sale? Was there a collaboration? Was there a customer that made you think, oh, okay, we're yeah, we're really onto something now.
1: Yes, you know, our wheels are, we're both like, oh, would this, that, this. <laughs> yes, um, yes. <laughs> but this last year has been really special in having some major kind of wow moments. Uh, mm. This last summer, my best friend, got married and we got to do her wedding dress, 14 wow. bridesmaids dresses, and a few other fabulous outfits for the weekends. And it was such a special experience getting um, to work with her and to help with such a special garment. And she's such a special friend. She's like a little sister to she's, Maddie yeah, too. Yeah, she's
2: been Mackenzie's friend since they were itty bitty. Um, oh. And so- really fun to see kind of their relationship bloom and then how, um, that played so much into the design, into the dress, or I guess all of the dresses and the, her trusting us to make her wedding outfit.
0: Oh, oh my word. I, I mean, uh, that, that's really cool. That, that's something I'll never do for a friend.
1: Never
0: say never. <laughs> oh, hey, never say never. Well, if they want to wear a plastic bag or something, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so sweet and how cool! Because as you guys stepped out to start Noble Thirty One, I mean, and again, you guys, I, I keep teasing this. I'm sure you've already looked them up on Instagram. But as you guys stepped out to create this brand, I bet that I, again, another chill moment over here. I bet that's not something that that you expected to come out of this experience, but to be able to make a best friend's wedding dress and the bridesmaid dresses. I'm going to ask something that I'm sure listeners are thinking. Is this something we can think about in the future for you guys? Or was that a one-time thing?
1: So during the shutdown, we had a lot of friends that reached out for special occasions. We had been making event wear for ourselves, but our friends just could not get their hands because of production shutting down or stores not being open. And so in this last year, we have launched Atelier by Noble 31, which is custom and semi-custom pieces. It is such a gift to get to work with people for such intimate events Mm. and special occasions in their life. It has been really, really sweet.
0: And that name. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Well, how exciting. How exciting to know that this is a, a entity that you guys are moving into. Uh, it, it's been fun. It's been fun to hear some of kind of the highlights. And of course, we skimmed over quite a bit of time just from that launch and even to what you guys are up to now and being able to have such a great Year last year, even even through COVID, people came to you and were looking for exciting, new, comfortable pieces. Um, But I would like to ask: Is there any instances, kind of, throughout this whole process, that that you might say failure actually helped shape your career? Um,
2: Definitely, I think as a business owner and entrepreneur, I think there's lots of ups and downs that go into um, owning your own business and putting something that you're super passionate about that uh, about out there into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, but something that, you know, we all, I think everyone across the world struggled with was during the shutdown during COVID. Um, you know, we were kind of left with the question of what do we do now? And I think at the very beginning people were super hopeful that things were going to open up right away. So we were, you know, things were great. Um, a lot of
1: people at home shopping.
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, Then when we realized that it was going to last longer, we had a lot of hiccups with um, getting our fabric and with production, with uh, our production being based out of New York, it completely just shut down. And so we had to figure out a way to get all of these garments that we had already paid for and promised to clients. And so McKinsey um, had this really sweet relationship with our manufacturer and um, just had
1: a great way of figuring things out. So he called us and was like, We need to stay in business. How, please, you know, let's continue to work. So we, you know, it's a family affair. Everyone that joins the team <laughs> gets to meet the family, <laughs> hang out with the family. But he really is a part of our team. We couldn't do without him. He disassembled all of his machinery in his factory, oh. took it to each of his sewers' houses. And set it up for him, so it became a further family affair. We got to meet all of their families, uh, and he would drive around and pick up a sleeve, take it to the surgery, She would put it on, then uh, they would take it to the ironer's house. So it was—it really bonded us together as a team and just furthered what we knew was important, but just the importance, which I think so many people can speak to after the season of. Uh, your community and how important relationships are. And we are really grateful for him to continue to do that. And he's helped us many a time get out of a hard place.
0: Oh my gosh! Well, the details around what needed to be done and what you continue need to have to do all of these different things—it's amazing that that that's kind of a, a entity that that was yeah that shined during that season that you all were able to kind of just fall on each other and and to make, like you said, get to know people and have that teamwork really be something that that shined and that was really obvious. Uh, I'm curious, this is just a quick side note. How many folks do you have on your team currently? Because you've grown quite a bit.
1: Our team is constantly moving and growing. Right now we have about four of us, four to five of us
0: golly. Oh my <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly my uh, yes. yes, oh yes, she has an honorable uh now does she have a, an official title? Have we given her an official title?
1: She wears many hats
2: in the <laughs> we, we work out we we've our um home base is out of her home, and okay. so she is our landlord. She, yes. is, our mom. Yes. she yes.
1: is our babysitter. She yeah. is our she she contributes a lot to the
0: design. Well, uh, that's really important. Uh, and so much inspiration. I I know you you kind of briefly touched on this, but it's really cool to hear that it, it does seem like it, it's not only a family affair, but but that the inspiration comes from many generations. That that you guys, your style, your amazing eye for design, uh yeah, comes from your mom and other amazing women in your family family. Well, this is a question that I'm really eager to hear both of your answers on. And it's one that you've heard me ask. Um, it's always just a special question. I, I love hearing your thoughts. Uh, what perhaps is the greatest lesson that you have learned?
1: I think we've touched on this now a few times in a couple of answers, but the greatest lesson we've learned is how important your support system is. Mm-hmm. And that leaning into community is really important because it carries you through some really hard times and starting something on your own is very exciting, but not easy. And we are so grateful for that community. And I think that's the greatest lesson we've learned. And now we're trying to figure out how we can pour back into that community that's done so much for us and kind of create deeper, deeper roots here in Fort Worth. And this is our first time to be in the same city so we're really excited to pour back into Fort Worth and kind of learn how we can further that relationship.
0: Mm. So sweet. And how long have you been back in Fort Worth together? Because that's huge. huge.
1: Exactly a year. Oh. Next year. <gasps>
0: Oh, wow. Well, Fort Worth is lucky to have you guys. I know I mentioned this in your introduction, but I love the the passion and heart that you both have behind assisting local schools even now and all of the different entities that you guys step into to give back. I think that's so important and it's so cool to hear the behind the scenes and the heart behind all that you both do. Uh, I, I'd love to know too, what are you learning now? Oh, I definitely think we are learning, um, you know, like Mackenzie said about the community,
2: but how to pour back into it. So that what that looks like for us on our end, um, how can we support others the way that they've supported us? Mm. We love, that like you mentioned this school, we have been working with Rivertree, mm. um, a precious little private school in an underfunded area here in Fort Worth. Um, that we have personal connections with uh, the people that work there. And then um, just kind of how can we support them and how can we, you know, get their message out there and and other, um, you know, nonprofit things like that, that tug on our heartstrings. How do we kind of make a difference in those type of areas with the platform that we've been given through Noble Noble 31?
0: Mm. Well, it's such an encouragement. And I always love to, if there's a chance to offer up a little homework to my listeners. And many of you are entrepreneurs. Many of you have different entities, maybe different flows of income coming in. And it does take a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of time to research and to figure out like Maddie and Mackenzie are, are sharing and kind of going going before us and, and figuring out how can they partner with those in Fort Worth and their local area. How can you? How can you do a little research? And how can you find ways to support? It takes... Effort. It takes a little bit of time to, to recognize, hey, who do we want to support? Who do we want to partner with? Oh my goodness. Well, my wheels are turning over here. How can how does she do that? Do that? And how, how can I how can I find time to think about that? So thank you both for for gosh, yeah, encouraging me to think a little bit more about that as well. Uh, and I know this, I, I, we talked a little bit before the episode and I know enough about you following you guys for some time. You always have something coming up. What's next for you? Um, we we do have a couple of things
2: coming up, which is really <laughs> exciting. Um we get asked questions a lot about when McKinsey and I post pictures of ourselves, styling questions and things like that. One of our favorite accessories is a little scarf, scarf, hint, hint. And then, um, that we, we love um, another part of our kind of Texas roots is, um, is being from Texas. And we love the rodeo. The fourth rodeo has definitely been like a big part of our lives um, since we were little. And so going into the next season and, um, kind of what we have going on for some rodeo collaboration things. And, um, it's just really exciting to, to see what we have coming up.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. If you want to be in the Fort Worth community, that's where it's at. (laughs) <laughs> that's I right. Oh, that's so cool. That's so fun. Well, well, we'll take the hint. We'll take the hint and and we'll stay tuned. How about that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, ladies, is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like
1: to? We covered so much today. It was such a fun conversation. I think, you know, we didn't dive into which this is such a part of our brand, but it mm-hmm. is such a huge family affair. Our mom and dad and brother are constantly Coming in and out of our <laughs> business yesterday, I walked downstairs and my dad was redesigning some artwork oh. with one of the assistants. <laughs> um, so it is really special to be back so close to family and bring them deeper onto the team.
0: Mm, That's so cool. And yeah, now we can know if there's, if there's an interesting placement of a flower or, you know, some (laughs) sequence or something, perhaps that was (laughs) dad. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's so cool. It's just, it's been so fun. I've so admired your brand and all that you're doing. And so to know the family connections and to know all hands on deck is really what the behind the scenes look like is so cool. And and two, it's been really fun to even unpack like, okay, how did you guys start with the trunk shows? How did you guys kind of step into your community even way back when you were on Camp Bowie and you're at the, the you're here you know store and and that launch? It seems as though networking and connecting with like-minded women is, is also something that you all are really good at and I've seen you collab over the years with tons of amazing brands and partners. All of that to say, I, I love to to ask you guys, Who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story? We would love to
2: say um, the brand Jay Lowry. They are a darling little, if you don't know about them. Another duo. Yes, another duo, um, which we love, um, that does handbags that are so awesome and just so beautifully made. Um, Jamie Gresham and Margaret Boyce are our recommendation.
0: Oh my goodness. Are you guys um, mind readers, by by the way? Because I'm literally recording with them tomorrow.
2: No oh
0: way! Gosh.
1: Yes, that is. We're obsessed with their
0: new collection. Oh my gosh! Well, I'm so pumped. Um, thank you so much. What what a fantastic uh, recommendation! Thank you, Maddie, and of course, thank you, Mackenzie. Oh my goodness! Well, you guys, I know that you all have enjoyed this episode. What a sweet story! What an awesome opportunity to kind of pull back the curtain and hear more about Noble Thirty One. Many of you already follow the ladies on Instagram, but You tell us, where can listeners connect with you?
1: Yes, follow us on Instagram at shopnoble31. And then to see and shop our pieces, you can head to shopnoble31.com.
0: Awesome. Well, you guys, this has been so much fun. I'm so grateful for your time. And I'm so excited to continue to see what you all step into. Thank you again for joining me.
1: Thank you so much, Emily. It was so fun. Thank you.
0: Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.